And as we, as we, as as Jesus uh, is is winding, is concluding his message, he he concludes it by uh, talking about house building. And uh, as 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 Jesus was a, a carpenter, they knew his his occupation. His his uh, his stepfather, his earthly father, Joseph, was a carpenter. Jesus had probably grown up in the carpenter shop. He likely had, uh, there was furniture in some of these people's houses that he had built or helped build. He may have even helped build some of their houses. And so he talks about, from a perspective of a tradesman, his craft, they understood that. And he talks about building houses. Now, Matthew, I mean, the Proverbs 24, verse 3, tells us this. Tells us that through wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it's established. And we understand that this is true not only of houses, but also of lives. So as Jesus is talking about... We interrupt this service to bring you an important announcement of an imminent storm coming towards your lives. Rains, floods, and winds are heading your way. Take time now to prepare for these conditions by making sure your house is built on a strong foundation. For more information, please refer to Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. Amen. Join me, if you will, in Matthew 7. I don't know if you're, if, if you're like I am. If, if we're at the house and the TV's on, we can be doing a lot of other things. But if I hear this, I stop because, because uh, it gets my attention. And, and there's, a reason, there's a reason that they use that sound uh, because that sound is to, supposed to get your attention. And usually, usually it's to warn us or to alert us to, uh, to something that's headed our way. And Jesus, as we get to Matthew 7 here, Jesus is wanting to, he's concluding this message with a warning. And it's a warning of storms that are coming into each of our lives, whether we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ or not, whether we are Christians or unbelievers, there's storms going to come into our lives. And Jesus, because of his great love for us, wants us to understand and to know that and be prepared for the storms that are coming our way. So let's look at what he's he's saying here. It's got my attention. Matthew 7, verse 24. Therefore, now somebody says in scripture, probably a wise person said, when you see a therefore, you need to know what it's there for. Okay? So Jesus is saying, because of all that I have been talking to you about, Because of everything that I've been saying, in light of all this teaching that I've been doing, that he'd been doing here for for the past several minutes, in light of all this, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell. 
And great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sins, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So with this, with this warning, and when I read this, I'll just tell you two things come to my mind. Uh, the first one was the song, The Wise Man. I love that song. One of my favorite songs, The Wise Man Built His House. And that comes to my mind every time I read this scripture. The second thing to come to my mind is not hardly as spiritual as that, but it's the story of the three little pigs. <laughs> uh, and I, and I, I told first service is, is true now. You know, you know there's, 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 there's these little nursery rhymes and there's little, there's little fairy tale, little stories. And, and you read, some of them things have been updated and I don't know if I understand them, you know, if they've changed them on me or whatever. But, but I love this. Now, we're, we're in the grandparenting stage and we've still got some young enough to enjoy the stories of the, of, like this. So Barbie dropped me off this morning. She went out to the library. And uh, I know she was praying for first service because I, 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 t- I told them, that the last thing I said to Barbie as I was getting out of the car, I said, now, honey, let me ask you, what was it that the three little pigs made their houses out of? And she looked at me and she said, well, straw and sticks and bricks, but why? And I, I got out of the car and left. And I know she was praying for first service. She's kind of wondering, <laughs> what, is, what is my husband, the pastor, preaching on this morning if he's preaching on the three little pigs? But that came to my mind, and, you, and you'll understand why as we, as we look at this story. He, Jesus is telling us, he's talking about building, and he's obviously, again, talking about more than just building a house, but they understood that. And they understood that he as a carpenter and as a builder knew that it wasn't just what you saw that went into a house or a project or even a, a, a piece of furniture. It was, it was what you didn't see that was critically important. And also that which is so true of building is so true in our lives. Every one of us here this morning, every one of us here are building our lives. We're building lives. And some of you, we're going to look and we're going to say, man, you know, I'm, I'm, at the, I'm at the latter end. I should have known this 40 years ago. I should have known this 50 years ago. But I want to tell you, it's important. Each one of us are here today by the grace of God. Some of us, it's going to be, it's going to be wisdom as we build, continue to build. Others this morning, it may be a time of inspecting the foundation of what you've built your life upon. But, it's, but there's a purpose and a reason for every one of us being here and for God bringing his word right now at this time. So that we understand that. Now, Jesus said into each of our lives, there's going to come storm. Same storm. Same storm. And sometimes we have warnings of those storms, like last weekend, right? I mean, the, the weather people had kind of told us Hey, you can kind of expect this going to get real cold. Last Sunday morning, it's down to four at the house. Some of you had zero. Anybody, some, cold, it was cold. Uh, but they had kind of warned us, you know, you better get some, be sure you got milk, be sure you got bread. If you need, get water, catch some water if the power goes off and, and if you got, get wood, all these things. So we can, we can do some preparation. Sometimes storms come unexpected and suddenly. And that which is true of of storm, physical storms, is so true also of storms that come into our life. Sometimes they swoop in completely unexpected. Can be a diagnosis. Can be a, a, an unexpected illness. Can be an unexpected 
accidental accident or a death or a separation. It can be a layoff that you never even saw coming and you go into work and, you, and, and everything looks secure and bam, all of a sudden you're without a job. And there's mortgage payments and there's car payments and there's living to do. And there's no indication of where that income to provide all that is going to be coming from. And there's storms that come into our lives. And just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you won't be rained on. Storms come. Storms are coming into our lives. And Jesus wanted to be sure that in light of this message that he had been preaching, and it was a powerful message. It was an awesome message. I think it's most of the, the most powerful message that's ever been spoken by anyone. And he wants us to understand that in light of this, that we are to prepare for the storms of life that may come our way. And how do we do that? And he tells us, in verse 24 and verse 26, look at this. It begins, he says, therefore, here's whosoever heareth these sayings of mine. Now, he was referring, obviously, to that which he had just spoken. But I think of how we hear his, his whoever hears his words. Um, growing up in the house of prayer, uh, I was so blessed in so many ways. But one of the ways, and I'm going to share this with you, some of y'all say, I like that idea. But growing up in the house of prayer... We only had preaching one Sunday a month. Some of you are saying, yeah, I figured that's no wonder you turned out the way you did. And others are saying, that sounds like a good idea. Our, our pastor was a circuit pastor. And so he had house of prayer here. He pastored a church in Hiawassee. He pastored a church in Murphy. He pastored a church over in Tennessee at Teleco Plains. And he pastored the church at, at uh, Long Ridge. So he, he, he brother carelessly traveled a lot, but he, he preached here one Sunday a month. And he preached the word. So one of the ways that we are exposed to hearing his word is through biblical preaching. And we were, I was blessed growing up for that, with that. Another way, growing up in the house of prayer with preaching only once a month, is we had a strong Sunday school program. We had, uh, we had great men and women that taught God's truth. Miss Frances, and I shared this, I think she's left. She was here both services. Miss Frances, who prayed has taught our young kids for over 40 years here at the House of Prayer. Uh, how many of y'all, I just be, this is just for my, my sake. How many of y'all, Miss Francis taught you in Sunday school? Let me see, look at these hands. See, I love that, all right? She, and, and we, she has built into lives from, from, the, from, the, from the most critical time when they're young, God's word, God's truth. I think of... Um, Otherwise, we hear God's word. CLBC, Canal Lake Bible Camp. The teens and the, the youth that come to Canal Lake Bible Camp, the, the, the program, the, serve, the ministry is saturated with prayer. And it's, it, and it's soaked in God's word. From the memorization to everything that's done of getting God's word into the hearts and into the lives and into the minds of the people. Now, I'll just, I'll just tell you, I'm throwing a plug here while I'm thinking about it. February 12th, uh, Jeff shared about the apples. February 12th uh, is our annual covered dish meal out at Family Life Center and our dessert auction, okay? So, uh, and that dessert auction last year brought in over $12,000 for kids to help send kids to camp. That's all it was used for. And this year, you want to be prepared for that. I usually start, I started to say I usually start fasting ahead of time. I, I, I usually... I, you know, I just wanted to be sure I show up with a good appetite. Um, 
But this year, with that, we're going to, we're also going to celebrate and have a note burning ceremony. Because on December 27th of, of last year, God was faithful and the house of prayer became completely debt free. And that's a, that's a praise. And we'll, we're going to celebrate that on 12th. But, but one of the things that, that we, one of the ways that we, that we are exposed and that we hear God's words, Canalic Bible Camp, Vacation Bible School, uh, uh, the Good News Program. I think I, I, saw, uh, I saw McPherson, Luke, and he was, had a little candy. He was taking money for, for uh, the, the after, Good News Club after school. So many ways of, of, of hearing God's word or being exposed to God's word. Jesus said, notice the difference. In verse 24, the, the man who builds or the person who builds wisely upon a rock, here's God's word. The person who builds poorly, and by the way, in verse 26, it says, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened to a foolish man. And in the Greek, the word foolish right here, the word in the Greek is M-O-R-O-S. It's, it's where we get our word moron. Don't be a moron. Don't build foolishly, but be wise. But notice the difference. They both heard the word of God. They both heard the word of God. Now, everyone that's here today that's married knows that there's a difference between hearing or listening and hearing. Sometimes my wife will say, did you hear me? And I'll say, I'm listening. She says, that's not what I'm asking. Did you hear me? There's a difference. Everyone here who has teenagers or has ever raised teenagers <laughs> knows there is a difference between listening and hearing. The context here in verse 24, he says, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, doeth them, obeys them. It's not just enough to know God's word. It's not just enough to hear the word of God. It's what we do with the word of God and what the word of God does in us. That determines if we have a solid foundation that will stand when the storms come. Or whether we have a foundation that is built on that which is not solid. There's quite a difference in the consequences of how we build. So Jesus is saying, because of all I've been telling you, don't just... Listen to the words, but hear and understand and obey those words. And if you do that, you will be like a wise builder that builds upon the rock. Now, several, several scriptures, uh, when I read that, I'm, I'm thinking about, my goodness, there's a lot, this rock. What's this rock that we build on? And, and, and scripture's just full of references to God and to Jesus Christ as the rock. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 3 and 4 says, Because I will publish the name of the Lord... Ascribe you greatness unto our God, for he is the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. Psalm 62, 2 says, he only is my rock and my salvation. He's my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Psalms 18, 31 says, for who is God save the Lord, or who is a rock save our God? We, we are the scriptures, the psalmist wrote that um, lead me to a rock that's higher than I. We sing rock of ages, cleft for me. We, there's, there's, there's all kinds of, of uh, 
pictures and songs and scripture that's there to paint God and our Jesus Christ as, as something, as someone who is solid, is, is an anchor, he's a shelter, we can find protection under his covering or in the lee of his protection in the storms of life. So Jesus says, if you want to build a life that's going to withstand, if you want to build a life that the storms are not going to collapse, build it on my words and obedience to my words and you're building up on me. To both lives, to both houses, encountered the same kind of storm. I think of the, uh, of the, uh, the little pigs, just where I thought of little pigs. And because uh, and, and the, the, question, the question that comes to me is, why, why? Why, verse, verse 24, the, the, the wise builder, verse 26, why would anyone hear God's word? Why would they hear God's word and choose not to build upon the rock? Now, all I can think about I, I, at this point, I think of the little story of the, of the little pigs and, and, and the most recent one, the little book I'm looking in. The first little pig goes and he meets this man that's selling straw. And, uh, and this little pig's in a hurry to get on with living. So he, straw looks good. He can build a house with that. First thing he comes to, he buys a straw. He builds a house. His house looks pretty on the outside. He builds it quickly. He goes out and he is having a ball living. Second little pig goes along and he meets a man selling sticks. Sticks are good. Sticks are pretty. Sticks are handy. They're everywhere, especially in our yard after, the, you know, after a storm. So he buys sticks and he quickly put, begins building his house and he builds a stick house and it's pretty on the outside. And he's got even a stick picket, stick fence in the yard. And he quickly builds his house and he's busy living. Then you got the third little pig. And he buys bricks. And everyone knows that you lay bricks on a foundation. And it takes him a long time to build his brick house. And his two other brother pigs, they're out there squealing and having a ball playing in the mud. And they're saying, hey, come out and play with us. And he said, I'm building my house. And they're saying, what's taking you so long, man? We built our house. The, the straw pig I built my house in one day. It's beautiful. Come over. You can enjoy it. Nope, I'm busy building my house. I'll be out when I get it built. So finally he gets his house built. And the same wolf comes to all three houses, huffing and puffing. And there's a lot of difference. So Jesus says into each Every life are going to come storms, the same storms. So why would someone not, this is what was amazing to me, why would someone not build on a rock? Why would they build on a sand? You remember, do you remember 1992, some of you, some, some of you do, 1992, Hurricane Andrew came to South Florida. Any of y'all live, lived South Florida at that time? A lot. Homestead was kind of the eye of the storm. I remember seeing pictures. I remember looking and seeing pictures of South Florida, Homestead, Homestead Miami, that area. It looked like a, it looked like a scene from, from World War II or something. It looked like an atomic bomb had went off. 
Uh, and some of you say, yeah. I remember, and I remember seeing a, seeing a picture. And I shared that with Craig, and, 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 and Craig said, he, he searched for days, but he finally found the picture of, of this picture. This picture. Look up, the, look up the beach. Look up the highway there. There is nothing left. You see that? Any, any of y'all remember seeing this picture? I remember seeing this, and I remember thinking, it stood out to me. I mean, duh. Here is just one little house left standing. And a reporter, local reporter, went to the owner of the house. And he said, I, he said I, I look around. He said, I, I look at all this. Why is your house, why was your house not blown away? It's your only house. Look all around. All the other houses were, not, were blown away. Why did yours stand? And this is what he said. He said, I was told a house built to code could withstand a hurricane. And it did. He said, I built it myself and I built it to code. Jesus says a house that is built on a rock will stand. Now, you may be like the old preacher that said he's, he's anchored on the rock. Storms have come and blown and he's been all over the rock. But praise God, the rock's never crumbled in under him. That's our rock. That's our God. Storms that come into our life, they may shake us, they may rattle us, they may blow shingles off the roof, they may break and shatter glass, but a life that's built on Jesus Christ and obedience to his word will stand. It'll stand. And to each of our lives, I want this message to be encouraging, I want it to be truthful, and I think it can be both. Jesus was very honest with us. As he concluded this message, he was very honest with them there. He said, there's going to come storms. All of you are going to face storms. Guys, there's a lot of us in storms. Miss Frances was sharing her burden. And, uh, and Gary, I didn't know Bobby was in ICU until just a few minutes ago. Uh, and, 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 and she would say, the Kelly family is in a storm. Barry is very serious Bobby's in ICU. He would love to be there with his only son. Chris, uh, uh, Chris Hayek, Aaron, 40, in his 40s. Where's Chris? I think she may have left. She was here early too. Uh, Aaron's in his 40s. Young kids. Malignant brain tumor. His dad just went through this bout with lung cancer. They're in, they're in a storm. Some of you this morning here, you're in a storm. And I want to tell you, you look around at the houses and the houses built on the sand may look beautiful on the outside. I'm convinced they probably do. But it's only when storms come it reveals how sure the foundations are. And you don't want to wait till storms come to be sure your foundation is solid. Reminded of the story of old country, old, old farmer. And he always took a a little bit of extra time. He prided himself in, in the, uh, keeping everything in order. But bad storm come. And it had been, it'd been bad. And uh, his sitting in the house had his feet up next to the fire. And it was, it was bad, bad weather, horrible. And he gets this call from a neighbor. And the neighbor said, uh, what are you doing? He said, I'm sitting here with my feet up. He said, man, aren't you, aren't you worried? He said, what about, asking, what, about you, what about your cattle? What about this and what about that? And the old farmer said, I took care of that when the weather was good. 
took care of that when the weather is good. There's a reason, again, that God has allowed us to be here this morning. Some of you are in the middle of a storm. The truth is, all of us are either in a storm or we're coming out of a storm. Some of you say, yep, been there. That's where we've been for so long, Pastor. With the physical things that's going on or with the spiritual things that's going on or with the family things that's going on or with the economic things that's going on. Storms. Now, sometimes storms come in bunches like bananas. They didn't tell us it'd be that. But sometimes it's just one storm right after another. You know, you feel like that. Truth is, we're all either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or going to be going into a storm. Because Jesus didn't say, notice this, he didn't say, if and if the rains come, and if the wind blows, and if the floods come. He didn't say that. He said when. When they come. When they come. But if we've built our lives upon God's word in obedience to his word, if we've built on a solid foundation, there's no need to fear when the storms come because we've prepared. Now, I'm almost like Forrest Gump. That's about all I got to say. What more could you say than what Jesus has said and what has spoken to us? If you've never trusted him as your Lord and Savior, you need to give your heart to the Lord this morning. You need to say, God, I, I need you. Not because that will protect you and keep you from any storms. We don't have, we don't, he doesn't guarantee us there will be no storms, but he guarantees us that he will be with us Always, his presence will be with us in the midst of the storms. And he does promise us a sure foundation that won't crumble. So if you're here this morning and you've never trusted him as your Lord and Savior, you need to do that today, today. And you may be here this morning, and again, you may be like these two builders. They both had heard God's word. But maybe, listen, I'm convinced that one of the reasons that the moros, <laughs> that the foolish man... That, that foolish people, it's not always easy to be obedient to God's word. Sometimes when the whole crowd and when it seems like the whole culture is going contrary to what God's word says, there's a lot of pressure. It may not be easy. God didn't call us to be to an easy life. He called us to a, to a victorious life in him. It may not, it may, it may not be convenient. It may take longer. It takes longer to build on a solid foundation because you're, you're going down there and you're building where people don't see. So sometimes we just want to throw up something that looks good on the outside and it will be fine. But storms are coming. Storms are coming. It's not a matter if they're coming, they're coming. And when they come, it'll expose the foundation. So there may be some here this morning that say, God, you know what? I have been foolish because I've been building on what I want other people to see. I've been building on all show. That doctor, doctor, what's this, what's this doctor coming to missions conference? Oh, uh, cowboy. Dun Gordy. Yeah, Dun Gordy, they would call him, they wanted to call him a doctor, and, and, and the first time we introduced him as Dr. Dun Gordy, and he said, well, the doctor's kind of like the curl in the end of a pig's tail. It's cute, but it don't put any bacon in the pan. 
So, so sometimes, sometimes we want, may want to build our houses that are cute and they're pretty. But when storms come, the foundations are exposed. I don't know why. I don't know, why, I don't know the condition of your house. I know that oftentimes the Lord will take me and say, let's walk around and look at the condition of your house, Jerry. Now, I've tried to get him to go with me to look at the condition of Barbie's house. <laughs> I've said, Lord, let's you and me take a look around Barbie's house. There's some things I want to point out about this. And he don't, he don't have any time for that. You know, what he, you know what he says to me more often than not? Her house is in pretty good shape. I want to talk to you about your house. He'll talk to Barbie about her house. He'll talk to Paige about hers and Zach about his and you about yours. So this morning, it's not about Jeff does home inspections. It's not about Jeff coming and inspecting your home. It's about taking the standards or the coach. I guess there's a checklist you look for, right? And I guess, I guess it's about taking the God's word and taking the God's word and going and looking at our lives and saying, have I, have I, have, am I building it on obedience to his word? Is this where I am? Because if this is what I've done, when the storms come, it may be quite a storm. It may be a quick one. It may be one that you're prepared for. It may be suddenly without warning. But when the storms come, and if you've built on him, your foundation will stand true. Let's pray. Now, Father, as, you, uh, as your son concluded his message that day on the Sea of Galilee, the people were amazed and astonished at the authority and at the clarity with which he spoke. Lord, this morning, he concluded this, what I call the, the best sermon that's ever been preached, with a warning. Because he loved us, and he loves us so much, he wants us to understand that into every life, storms come. And he just wants us to be sure we've built on hearing and obeying your word on the rock of ages. Father, as we close this morning, there, there are those here, there may be those here that this morning you may say, hey, I, I need Christ in my life right now. Just tell him, say, God, I need to build on you. I, I've, I've, I've heard about, I've, I've heard this, but I've not been walking in obedience. Please forgive me. Please save me. Come into my life. Help me to build wisely from now on. That, that just, you can, just that simple. You say, Jerry, you don't know all of that. I, I know I don't, but he does. Pour your heart out to him. And there may be those here this morning that say, hey, pastor, this morning has just been a time, but God's been really opening my eyes and helping me see I'm not ready for storms. I've been, I've been busy living and I haven't prepared for eternity. And it's time I got serious about that. So right now you need to just ask God's forgiveness and you ask him to, to guide you and direct you as he builds into your life his truth of his words as you build on him. Father, do this for your glory. In Christ I pray.